podcast. I'm Jazza Jun. And I'm Rowan Ellis. Each month we meet to discuss a queer movie from a different genre of cinema. This month's genre is... Tea Trash! But first, Rowan, can you tell me the gayest thing that happened to you this month? Yes, I can, because it was very gay indeed. So, um, the new reboot of Queer Eye has dropped on Netflix, and I, in a mission basically to be invited by their PR to anything they do in the UK, (laughs) tweeted about how much I loved it, because I do genuinely love it. You did like a breakdown of what you want each of them to do for you. Yeah, I was like, they could, because I genuinely believe they could sort my life out. But unfortunately, I'm not a straight man in Georgia, so it's unlikely to happen. Very annoying. Um, And... You know, I got I got some love from them, got replies, got followed back on Twitter. So I'm, you know, I'm, very I'm in jealous there. that Anthony is following you. That was the future that I wanted, and you've stolen. He it genuinely from me. made me want to eat a grapefruit and avocado salad, which so, is ridiculous because so that would, sounds gross. At the same time, I was like, Anthony, I will eat anything you. So cook. I 100 tried that after watching that episode, and it's just like eating an avocado and some grapefruit. It's not, it's, those aren't <laughs> tastes that should really go together, but apparently it's This a is why now. he's not friends with you, Jazza. Like, he is with me. <laughs> oh, he's, oh, he's not just following you now. No. He's with you. Genuine friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Best um, mates. Anything, anything gayer happened to you? So I did drag for the first time. Oh, hello! Hello, yeah. I have a drag character now that What's is very all thought out. This is, it, so this is going to blow your mind a little mm-hmm. bit. You okay, ready? here we go. Uh, Polytickle. Political. That's Polly beautiful. Tickle, isn't it? Also perfect for me. What's what's the persona? What's like the vibe? Well, so this was the thing. I originally um, wanted to basically be Margaret Thatcher, um, but a man. Bold move. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And there's already a drag queen that does Margaret Thatcher really, really well. called Margaret Thatcher in the in the UK. Uh, but I had this idea of me kind of being like this older woman who's uh, on the Conservative Council and is basically best friends with Theresa May. But then I got made up by, um, uh, I guess, my drag mother now, Nova Gina's. It's not really my drag mother because you have to like actually be a mentor, apparently. Very annoyed. Um, but Nova did me up um, and I looked so much like a woman. I couldn't do the old lady costume. <laughs> Like a uh, persona that I'd been practicing for weeks, literal weeks. You were like, oh, it's so this. inconvenient that I'm great at this. It's so inconvenient that I'm really fucking beautiful. Also, Nova kept on like doing my cheekbones and my jaw and was like, you've got a really attractive, you've got great bone structure. Um, you look great. And I was like, please stop. And by stop, I mean continue. <laughs> that intro over with on to the movie we're reviewing this month we gave you options on twitter for films under the genre of teen trash and they were uh geography club another gay movie gbf and were the world mine and you guys chose gbf in a truly obliterating landslide of 57 percent um jazza <laughs> how do you feel about this i was genuinely really really annoyed um i myself voted in the poll which i don't think is ethical no in any way, shape or form but i really wanted to do another gay movie because i'm, I'm pretty sure that's the first kind of queer film that I ever watched knowing that I was a baby gay um, kind of back in the 2000s and it's full of like cameos from porn stars and uh, Graham Norton and is just grossly inappropriate. To be fair, time. we didn't make a case for these films. We just put it on Twitter and saw what happened. We did, yes. You didn't get to give this impassioned speech behind it. No, very much so. Um, and what was the phrase that you 
put for like what we were actually looking for? You said that we wanted to um, be cock we, deep in the garbage can. Yeah, we wanted to be cock deep in a garbage can. Someone <laughs> suggested when we asked for suggestions <laughs> of a, a trash teen movie, um, Prayers for Bobby, which is not anywhere near trash enough. I, I don't think it's even really teen or, or trash at all. <laughs> at like all. that's like Oscar winning performances, isn't it? I don't know. I've not watched it. I've only seen the clips on the internet. So we need to sum up how we felt about uh, the movie that we're actually doing, GBF. Uh, Rowan, if you were in charge of the marketing of this film, which obviously is going to be a role that you're going to have at some point in the future, uh, what would be your alternate, perhaps more accurate title? Um, Performative allyship for teens. (laughs) Do you want to break that down a little bit for us? Uh, Yeah, so... um... You know, being an ally to the gays is always nice. Yeah. Um, but when it's performative, it's it's more to do with your own image. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And that's basically what this movie was about, but also for teens. Yeah. Um, everybody decides that uh, having a gay person and having a, a, a gay best friend, which, by the way, is what GBF stands for. Yes, Spoiler we should point, point that out. Um, uh, they read some like Cosmo articles about GBFs being the next hot accessory, and that's why um, uh, we're in this movie and in this universe. It's really quite beautiful. Um, so, do you want to know my one? Yeah. Uh, so, my alternate uh, alternate title is "It Gets Better If You've Got Abs and Nice Skin." That's a very fair <laughs> summary as well. Yeah. To be I fair, was, I was very uh, I, I was just jealous of Tanner's abs. To be completely honest. Abs and skin. I was like, this isn't fair. This isn't what teenagers look like. So what we thought we'd do is, as we're discussing this movie, we'll sort of go through from, from start to finish. If you've already watched it, then you can kind of like... You can play along. Play along. Um, we, haven't, we, we haven't decided to drink And if you haven't yet. seen it, there's going to be so many spoilers. So, you know, you've got to make that decision for yourself. Yeah, I, I will... Be honest, I'm not sure you'll be missing out a huge amount if you don't watch this film. Jazza, listen, you're already... This is too many spoilers for our podcast and how you feel about this movie right now. We've essentially split the plot into four different sections. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to go through them one by one and kind of talk about uh, how we felt about bits. But we've also noted that we, we essentially both made notes as we were going through the film. And our notes are essentially just kind of quotes, quotes that we like quotes that we mm-hmm. liked or, or found, have a, had a problem with with very little context so mm-hmm. we're really hoping that we can remember why these things were said um, <laughs> I, will, I will also say I drank about three quarters of a bottle of wine while I was watching this movie um, not because I necessarily needed to but because it was a Friday night and I deserved it uh, and so my notes gradually get less and less coherent as I go through them. So um, just as a bit of a heads up, and heads up. So essentially, the, the the plot in general is is around, um, as we said, the story of a. Oh, it's classic teen trash. Yeah. It's 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 basically there is a prom coming up. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, oh my god, how can I be popular? Basically. Oh, I've how got, can I win prom queen? I've got team angst. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, and how you win prom queen is apparently having a gay best friend, and the, <laughs> and then so like that's yes. so that's the queen bee storyline, and then the gay storyline is. We're two gay boys. One uh-huh. of us is kind of ready to come out. One of us isn't. But the one who isn't ready to come out ends up being the one who's outed. Twist. Oh, plot twist. Mm-hmm. So the first part of the film, I suppose, is like the setup. It's before the outing. It's it's getting used to the world that we're creating. Who here. are these these young charismatic they? characters? An excellent question. <laughs> Explain this to me again. How will being the first out kid in school make you instantly popular? It's simple. All the teen and tween rags agree. The hottest new trend sweeping schools worldwide is the GBF. GBF? 
gay best friend. Every celeb has one, so every teen girl needs one. But we we go into kind of like, we have these two kind of like main characters, I guess. Mm -hmm. There's um, Brent, who is the guy who's so ready to come out and be the next accessory for the for the like cool girls. And then there's Tanner, who is the hot one with great skin and abs. Yeah. Uh, You'll quickly find out that none of these people have real human names. Um, <laughs> no, Brent is really as close brilliant. as we get. Brent really is. We also have Caprice, Schley, Fawcett, and Soledad. Okay, so, so <laughs> that's our cast. Okay, let's this basically our cast. Let's break this down. So Caprice, Schley, and Fawcett are like the mean girls three. Mm-hmm. So they are stuck in kind of like a turf war because they are the queen bees of their respe- respective parts of. their high schools Mm -hmm. so caprice is a tall beautiful leggy black lady who's kind of in charge of all of the drama side of things yeah the arts the people who do the the arts arts. the arts darling the arts um then there's schley who is uh rich mormon and has really nice hair yeah um, she, so she's uh, uniting all of the Christians of various denominations, essentially. Um, Shelley also has one of my favourite quotes of the film, which is, wouldn't it be nice to meet a real-life gay? Um, and I actually feel a very similar way about Mormons. <laughs> <laughs> you have a cultural exla- exchange with Shelley. I would, I would love to be Shelley's best friend, just so I can be like, why? <laughs> explain, explain to Let's me how um, Mitt Romney was a thing. So I genuinely knew someone who was that exact human being at university. What? Who was the kind of person who was like, be very sweet. And like, they would always do things like invite themselves to dinner. Uh Um, But then like at dinner, they'd suddenly be like, so I can't help but notice you're going to hell. Um, (laughs) Well, Tanner, I just want you to know that I'm totally fine with your homosexiness. I mean, it is a sin and all. But we Mormons pretty much think everything's a sin including those caffeinated beverages you guys are sucking down right now. So, if you're all gonna burn in hell for an eternity, you may as well have a nice time being all queer and stuff while you're here. Well, that's at least consistent of usually. And then the third kind of part of this axis of Mean Girls mm-hmm. evil that um, occupy the, the school is Fawcett. She's also not a real name. No. Um, and she's kind of like, what even is she? She's just like the one with good hair. Yeah, she's just the one who's like the quintessential popular girl that we sort of um, end up kind of like acknowledging at the end. She doesn't actually have people who like oh. her. People sort of just fear her, mm-hmm. I feel like. Uh, and she's secretly smart. That's really in- oh, important. Oh, innovative. Yeah, no, so she, um, everyone thinks that she's just like mean and stupid and really into makeup, but actually she makes all of her own beauty products and is into chemistry. In a lab. So that, that means that means that she's very uh, she's a layered character. She's got backstory. Fawcett loved fads and hated fatties. Her trademark golden tresses had won her best hair three years in a row. An unprecedented achievement because you're supposed to be a senior to win. Solidad, do you want? You're the one who talked about performative. Uh, yes. Uh, allyship. So um, yeah, she's a character played by JoJo. Uh, leave. Right now. It's the end. You and me. I can't wait for you to be gone. And I know. I remember she was really famous for being the youngest person to ever have a number one or something. I do not know enough about JoJo to know that. She was like 14 um, and had a really great breakout single and is now in 
I mean, these kinds of movies. I mean, I just remember that the music video was in a fairground and there was a big teddy bear. Of course it was. I'm pretty sure. Of course it was. So she essentially is a character where, which I feel like a lot, although I do think the performative allyship stuff is across all the characters, but it's kind of introduced through the character of Soledad, who decides to start a um, kind of gay-straight alliance Uh with no gay students. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But like, not just that, in, in like a genuine way of wanting to be like, oh, like, you know, we want to start this thing because people might need it, whatever. It's very much like a, it's the kind of thing where it's like it might look good in my UCAS form. Like. It was very much um, uh, so later on in the film Fawcett is like I'm going to join the GSA mm-hmm. as well and fight for my new GBF Tanner uh, and Soledad lets the mask slip and he's like no but you've already got a thing cheerleading's your thing the GSA is my thing you can't take thing. my thing. I'm sorry Soledad but the school board was clear uh, we can't have a gay straight alliance without an actual gay member just because we're all straight doesn't mean that there aren't gay kids at the school. My future GBF is just waiting to come out of the closet and tell me how fierce I am. <laughs> so Solidar's thing is the GSA, which kind of leads to the outing of Tanner um, using the most technologically advanced version of Grinder, where it can track you to the, oh, no, to the centimeter. It? it was like Gaidar? Gaidar. 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 Yeah. It's, it can track someone literally to... A particular desk in a classroom. This is your cell phone, correct? Uh, I, I guess it is. You're the secret gay. But you're not even that fabulous. I guess I am. Not fabulous, but gay. I'm gay, I guess. Oh, we've got one. Our very own homosexual. <laughs> Should we talk about uh, Tanner and Brent, our two... Yes, uh, um, Our two gaybies. Mm-hmm. Although we do hear that gaybies in this universe doesn't mean gay babies. Um, it means gay rabies. Yes. Which is what gay people get. Absolutely. <laughs> They carry it. Yes, yes. <laughs> like zombies. Yeah, it's a, it's a gene. Um, so my, my comment, my first comment about Brent is, why is Brent so old? <laughs> um, I mean, which I feel like is a, it's a staple of teen stuff, especially in the US, that it's always played by people in their like mid to late 20s. Yes, yeah. That you're meant to like think are teenagers. Um, he has a youthful frame and a not very youthful face. I won't disagree with you there. Cool, great. It's not like, that's not even to be rude. It's genuinely like this boy was like 24, 25 when he did it. So yeah. he's trying to play a 17 year old and it's just not, it's not really uh, one of the mustard. One of my favourite things about Brent as a uh, character is we see really painful uh, white boy voguing. Um, when they go up to like his room mm-hmm. and his mum is like, oh, hi, I'm gonna like leave you alone for like an hour. You guys play safe. <laughs> and then they st- he starts voguing, but the way that I vogue. Mm-hmm. And I saw myself reflected in that probably a little <laughs> too accurately. You are French. And it made, it made me feel very uncomfortable. <laughs> um, so <laughs> the next section of the movie that we have, you've um, subtitled Tanner Doesn't Mean Girls. Yes. Uh, I think it's pretty accurate. Which is, which is literally a scene is pretty much cut and pasted into uh, GBF, where um, people sense the popular kids coming. So Tanner is is outed, um, uh, and then 
Um, uh, Immediately, there's sort of a turf war over him. Yes. As to who's who's going to claim him as their best friend yeah, once exactly. they know that he is gay. Um, and so we end up with the three kind of queen bees, Caprice, Shilly, and Fawcett, which are never going to stop sounding like ridiculous names. Um, they all kind of turn the corner and walk in a line down the corridor in, in like slow, the slow mo. motion. There's like, very... you know, some wind machine in yeah, front yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. They've all got sunglasses on inside. Exactly. Like that kind and of then vibe. they take the sunglasses off and kind of like... Swish their hair. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, uh, Tanner starts rocking bow ties, which is not a fashion choice that I'm mad about. Yeah, no, he did look. He looked pretty good. Yeah, he looked um, really amazing. And they, so they did the whole, like, yeah, makeover thing, and he got made over into, I assume, what they thought a gay best friend should look like. Uh, waistcoats, yep. high-button shirts, yep. bow ties, basically, really but, great sunglasses. Basically Blaine from Glee is what we're getting here. But yeah, so but, but my favourite bit about that scene is the fact that they, they sort of, all the other characters in the corridor turn and gasp, before, before they've they turned turn the, corner. the corner. So they can't, they can't see them coming yet. They just sense their presence. They just sense the presence of the queens. But that's how it was with um, uh, popular people in school, don't you remember? They just had like an aura. It was like an echolocation. <laughs> you would, like <laughs> bats in a cave, you're like, yeah, exactly, you're they're back. here. <laughs> I can't believe how tight his pants are. And is he wearing bronzer? He's spray tanner now. Also, during the montage of him getting kind of done over, mm-hmm. he says... Um, this is all I wanted as a, as a gay kid, by the way. I wanted some popular girls to go out and dress me. Because I wore board shorts for far too long. <laughs> Was this... Are you... See, it's, again, like, this discussion of this movie started off with you being like, hate it, everything about it. But what I'm really seeing here, Jazza... Is it you just you're just jealous I of the main character? Jealous. Um I I realise more and more that the the more I'm jealous of like a, a piece of media, the more I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> um there's a bit where Brent basically says oh no, when Tanner says at the montage, um all I could think of was how much Brent would have lived for every second of it. Mm-hmm. Um which is I was really into the fact that they weren't doing the like femme shaming shit that sometimes happens where mm-hmm. it would be like two characters and the big blowout blow the big kind of argument between them would be one of them being like stop acting like a girl like do you know what I mean like that yeah, I can yeah, see yeah. in other pieces of media how that would be the big blowout thing of like that tension whereas stop it was being very so much flamboyant like, and yeah exactly and like exactly that, whereas yeah. this was very much like he's reluctant to dance not because he thinks it's like too girly to dance but because he's like a little bit like self-conscious which I feel like feeds into this area of mm-hmm. him like a comic book geek and like you know awkwardness but like in the end he was always smiling and dancing with um with Brent and that's that to me was very refreshing I was mm-hmm. like I'm always a bit wary when you have two two gay characters like that kind of with that obvious kind of divide what how it's going to actually play out mm-hmm. um what actually happens instead is that he outs um tana outs brent to his mother yes um, um and his mother is i can't remember her name but it's is it uh karen karen from will and, from grace. Will and grace plays his mother which is I mean, beautiful, and it's probably the standout performance of the I song. loved her, you know, and yeah, everything about her. Brilliant. Um, so, hey, why don't we dust this off, and you take me to the mall and pick me out some eyeshadow, just like the old days, huh? You're so good with colour. And there, there's that kind of thing of, oh, he had his 
kind of like coming out taking away from him and so he takes it away from Ben as well mm-hmm. um, in terms of like a, a type of revenge even though it was arguably what Brent always wanted and Brent's mum it, it's made very clear even though Brent's mum was clearly already very accepting mm-hmm. and clearly probably already knew mm-hmm. um, uh, it was still portrayed as a bad thing yeah, which for I really, Tanner really to liked. do yeah I appreciated that because I think it's very easy to have the black and white thing of like don't out people because their parents could disown them and like that's the only mm-hmm. reason why you would why it would be bad as opposed to it being more about consent and like personal choice and like that kind of stuff so again I appreciated that's the things I'm appreciating about this movie mm-hmm. which bit of the film is it this part where Tanner is getting hit on by Schlee's boyfriend yes this I think this comes man. to this I think comes in this section um uh, so uh, Schlee's boyfriend is a um uh, in the closet gay Mormon who keeps on like putting on the uh, the moves to Tanner? Um, uh, they realise that uh, gay people can eat carbs. Um, uh, and who is it who says it? I think it's Caprice says that um, carbs to a gay person are what garlic is to a vampire. And then she says. What, it makes them sparkle? Which was such a wonderful reference to Twilight and the f- whole idea of like what vampires are mm. now versus what they Which are. Which again, I'm like, very like... soon will be a dated reference that the kids yeah, are like, what I does that like, mean? I feel like it's already a dated reference, <laughs> but it was dated for me because when I first watched it, I was like, oh, but Buffy the Vampire Slayer is my, <laughs> that's, that's my I feel like this point. is like another key element of teen trash movies is that they do become super dated. Like they're really rooted in the pop culture. They're very uh-huh. like pop in terms of probably pop music as a soundtrack yeah. poppy colours as the like aesthetic and then like pop culture references as the that was a wonderful use of three then I boom really there we it. go I'm an English lit degree man like this is oh, all I, I have like, <laughs> I think that there was also like we've talked about trash movies I don't know if this we ended up this was just our discussion beforehand mm. Um, while we were eating a delightful carbonara that um, Antiasa cooked for us uh, about like make me sound more middle class the bad the bad acting in trash movies which is sometimes bad acting sometimes it's a bad script sometimes it's just like overacted no this is deliberate yeah like it's I feel like in this film the bad acting is but it's so it's the bit it's basically everything Fawcett says I love because it's something that no one no human being has ever uttered but she does it with such relish so there's a bit where she's like everyone can relax the people who matter have arrived and I'm just like oh oh yes tell us more about how you're a bitch (laughs) (laughs) please lean into your character stereotype more swish that out a little bit more this is an A and gay conversation, so kindly see your next Tuesday out of it. Oh, there's also, like, th- to try and make... Um, t- I'm pretty sure it's Fawcett that, that, that this is about. Um, to do with, like, the how he is super dehumanised is the idea of, like, well, it's really it's really nice having a gay best friend because all the boys want to fuck me mm-hmm. and all the girls want to be me. Mm-hmm. And you're, like, the thing in between, basically. Yeah. You're, like, no, she says, um, you're not threatening. Yeah. You're not threatening because you aren't threatened by me and you don't want to fuck me. Right, and that's like, and that's meant to be the uh, kind of like the appeal of a gay best friend, um, and somebody who's gonna who you're gonna take shopping and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Um, and that was, I don't know how it is for queer women, alone, uh, but that was one hundred percent what I had to deal with when I was a kid. Like, I I came out and people were like, oh my god, let's go shopping in our lunch break, and I'm like, I don't care. Please leave me alone. Well, like, it, there was the added element of also the boys wanted to fuck us. Like, that was the extra bit. Oh, right. So, like, the girl, oh, so the oh, queen bee, fun. the queen bee, like, didn't want to fuck him. There was, like, that was very much clear. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, you're, like, a non-sexual being. And it was an interesting one, because, like, we've also talked about the fact that Fawcett has this, like, hidden chemistry thing. And, like, this section is 
when they really start to have this idea of, you know, <laughs> who, ooh, what's the hidden depths but underneath it? And then yeah, Tyler right. starts to have a little bit of a, you know, he says something like, um, that's the appeal for you, but I'm not sure what I get out of it. Mm-hmm. Other than basically he has like immediate protection from these girls because there's a load of homophobic boys who want to beat him up, but mm-hmm. they won't Which they wouldn't really dare. dived into very much. We only really have one scene where he's threatened a little bit. Yeah, and then and occasionally really you'll just see them in the threatened. background like grinding their fists into their hands. Yeah, like, oh, like, uh, why, why I oughta? Like, um, and it's just essentially like the Queen Bees are like, well, we'll tell every girl not to fuck you. And the boys are like, oh, you make a compelling argument. <laughs> I will not beat up this gay boy, but I will be in the background just in case you have a falling out. Um, which is, because I do think it's that thing of like, what does he actually get out of it? Mm-hmm. That's not, that like, and they had to kind of, I feel like insert this, these homophobic boys into it to kind of get why he would want to hang out with them. Right, because okay, otherwise no, I do he would just be like, that. "Well, I actually have a very nice group of friends, and I very much don't want to be in the spotlight." As has been established. At the yeah, because because his friend, his group of friends, which includes Brent, do end up kind of pushing back and being like, "Hey, you're, we haven't seen you in like forever. Mm-hmm. You're now hanging out mm-hmm. with these bitches." A very Mean Girls esque storyline for the <laughs> Tanner doesn't Mean Girls section of this film. So fat. I mean, Sophie. Damn it. Wait. You know what? You both have become so much more than these bitches' sexless accessories. You've become full-blown tools in every sense of the word. So the third part of the movie um, that we've less cleverly called The Party and Its Aftermath, (laughs) which is mainly just a description of what it is. Um, So they essentially all, all go to the party, which I suppose is like this... Before the prom, which is the big party. Mm-hmm, yes. uh, the big party. But basically, they um, uh, go to this like, pool party. It's never really 100% clear whose party it is, why it's happening. That's fine. It's cool. It's teenagers kind of like doing their thing. Um, uh, and Caprice is... I keep on wanting to call her like Capri Sun or something. So Caprice is setting. Capri, it's like Capri Sun, Smee, and Tap Girl. Smee and Tap Girl. <laughs> um, so uh, Caprice is uh, trying to set up Tanner with some somebody from college. Yeah, she went to a summer like a, a performing arts summer camp. Uh-huh. I met this boy who's out, but he's in college. So it's like an older boy. Uh-huh. Because um, do college people, do college students go to some summer camps? Still. Well, I'm like, is he a counsellor there? Like, what's happening? Okay, yeah. No, also, the possibility of that. Also, he's British. Yeah. And we haven't been able to fit... This guy has been in... He's voiced some video games, and that's it. And we're trying to figure out um, if he's actually Actually British. British. Because I find his accent very... Unconvincing. um, Unconvincing, yeah. Um, So it's a kind of... There is this... Oh, and Tanner throws up on him. <laughs> yeah. Um, there is some, there's some interesting stuff like with the fact that I do appreciate that they, the three mean girls all have like a different angle with him uh-huh. in terms of like how they treat him and what they want out of him and what they're going to do for him. Uh-huh. And so Caprice, like being the one who's in the theatre and drama is I suppose the one who's least, who's, who's least kind of weirded out by his, the, the, the whole like he likes dudes part yeah, of the arrangement yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's trying to set him up but also I find it very weird that a guy who's at university is going to come back to date a teenager that he doesn't know yeah, at a no, high school exactly. some girl at a performing arts Awkward. camp illegal I'm sure in very, some states very weird um, but that was like you know this whole this whole movie hasn't been the most logical <laughs> logically no, no, sound I, I, I'm um, totally okay with that actually <laughs> I think that that's fine I, I found it quite um, refreshing that um, uh, Caprice 
I, I, Capuche is actually my favourite out of the three. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, because um, she's very clear about that. Hey, I'm. Um, uh, I want to get. Uh, I want you to be my GBF so that we can be from king and queen. Um, but I'm not just going to pretend to be your friend. I'm going to get you laid. And I'm like, this is a transactional relationship, and yeah. I'm totally okay with that. And yeah. I'm like, I appreciate that frankness. Yeah. And then also, at one point, she um, uh, shows Tanner all of like the previous prom, king, prom kings and queens, and they're all um, like white. cishet yeah. white um, couples. And she's like, hey, why don't we become like uh, a lady of color and a gay dude and like fuck this shit up? And I'll be honest, I feel like that was the best offer. I was like, that was good, given by anybody. I was like, solid choice. But I feel like at that point. Tanner had been spending more time with Fawcett mm-hmm. and had like seen Fawcett's chemistry kit and was <laughs> like, oh, well, I'm torn now. That's, that's not a, that sounds like a euphemism, but yeah, it isn't. It it's isn't. literally. It literally has it in a bathroom to make. Um, and then, so it's unclear to me what Schlee offers in terms of uh, like what the transactional relationship that there is. And I think it's Schlee's boyfriend who ends up trying to make out with Tanner. But Tanner doesn't like that. That's the thing. Like, it would make sense if he was kind of into right. him to be like, oh, cute, like, mm-hmm. a sense in time. But he very much is like, I'm just going to fall out of a car backwards to yes. get away from this weird make-out session that we're having. So, what do you like most about me? What's my sexiest quality? Oh, I get it. You're one of those straight guys who likes to flirt with gay guys for your own amusement. No, Tanner, that's actually... You know what? Contrary to what you might believe, we homos don't all sit around pining for straight boys, okay? Some of us like the idea of a guy actually being turned on by us. Does this feel straight to you? Um, it does actually... You Mormons are a horny, repressed people! You have no idea. I think it's just once he's in this, he kind of needs all three of them for the protection detail element. Mm-hmm. He's kind of got, he's like got the, and all of them sort of just don't give him a choice. They're like, come on, we're going to the mall. And like, <laughs> kind of frog march him like down to the thing. Yeah. So I can see to do that. Um, so while the party's happening, it's also worth mentioning Brent is like, Brent and Tana have, have stopped speaking after Tana outs Brent to his mother. Right, yes. um, and so this is, and that friendship group is kind of completely splintered apart. Um, and Brent ends up at home with his mum watching movies. And his mum, in another amazingly dated reference, has rented DVDs for them to watch. Yeah. From one this... of those DVD like deposit boxes, I think yeah, that you yeah, said yeah, that I've yeah, seen yeah, in, yeah. in a couple of states. Or like, you used to be able to like mail order yeah, them. Yeah. yeah. So they'd send them she's to She's got you, like right? a collection of them that she's in. And all of them, apart from one, I think, end with dead gays. <laughs> like that's or like dead queer people. And I was like, oh wow, this is like it's so it's like a subtle reference in that I feel like a lot of the teens watching this would have no they might be would be like, oh Brokeback Mountain. They'd know what but they maybe would be like, like boys like boys don't cry and like all that yeah, stuff. They yeah, wouldn't necessarily yeah. know the references, but I was like, this is so sad, the fact that these like iconic movies mm-hmm. um are so tragic. Which incidentally, uh we will be talking about in another episode of this podcast. Oh yes, we are gonna shows. have there is one month we're gonna do sad gay movies. Yeah. Yeah, sad gay movies. And also, we also next month are doing Oscar winning gay movies, which will probably be sad as well. Yeah, it turns yeah, out yeah, sad Oscars. gays win awards. Um, uh, this uh, interaction between Brent and his mum um, yields what I think is the best scene in the whole movie where they watch Brokeback Mountain. Yeah. And we get, and it, like it's the sex scene. You can hear <laughs> um, the grunting in the background um, when they were in a tent. And Brent's mum uh, quite rightly asks the question that I've always wanted answered. How the fuck did they end up doing the, the, the bum sex without, like, the any kind of, like, 
assistance, you know? Well, she then, she then posits that and they, then she, they fashioned a condom out of a sheep's skin. Yes, and like, necessity <laughs> is the mother of invention, which I really think is the best one. Uh, no, that was like a really fantastic scene and it was really... And I, th- and I really appreciated having this really this awkwardness between a mother who's super supportive and a son who's gay and for it not to be like, you have supportive parents, therefore everything's fine and dandy and you're like constantly chatting about stuff. He will, It was just, it was that same really awkward, like, God, mom, you're so embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Like, having to deal with it, even as she's trying to be supportive and like seeing that sort of like hesitance in him that he was like, I know you're trying to be supportive and I am grateful, but I'm also going through this whole thing with like yeah. my best friend. And also and, like, I don't want to watch really a sex awful. scene with you. I'm watching this sex scene with you. This <laughs> isn't the kind of supportive that I need from you. Good, get in there, snuggle up. Snuggle up for warmth, there you go. Looks like they're waking back up. Uh oh. Here we go. Game on. <laughs> you know, I do sense an affection there. I mean, I really do feel they care about one another. Oh my. Yeah. I guess necessity is the mother of invention. So after um, he vomits on his day and he, uh, like, kind of decides to leave because it's all got, got a bit too much, um, he walks home and then bumps into Brent on the way home, who's also been drinking. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they have uh, the most unnecessary kiss in cinema history. So here's something I feel like for the first time me and Jazza maybe feel differently about. Oh, oh wow. In this podcast, we argue all the time, aren't we? <laughs> um, so I, I quite, I wouldn't have liked it if they would have ended up together. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. I think we both agree with that. I didn't think that whole thing was necessary. But, I definitely get the. the I, I definitely see truth in the in the idea of like two kind of queer people who are like the only queer people that they know. And so they experiment. Who are both a little bit like tipsy, mm-hmm. who are both like very frustrated and, have, and also have just sort of had a, a friendship reconciliation mm-hmm. where like they hate each other and it's just like this massive relief being like, shall we just. Is this. Shall we just. Yeah. And then, like, immediately afterwards, they're like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, uh-huh, that was uh-huh. bad. Oh, no, oh, no, we were a little bit too tipsy to make that decision for ourselves um, afterwards. Like, I do understand how they could have had it without it, and it could have just been a... That that wasn't necessary for the rest of the plot. Like, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't like a I thing was that, that, that led the story the on. The plot. I feel like it would have only been a save if they had gotten together, and then, uh, like, I would have hated it even more. Yeah. Um, I kind of... I Like, I kind of resent... The idea that um, we always have to have romance in these kinds of plots, and Tanner was getting like romance from um, the Mormon dude and the and the fake British person um, uh, anyway, and I don't think that we necessarily needed this conflation of like that relationship. And I would have quite liked to have seen proof that you can just be. You can have two gay guys that are just friends and that are not sexually attracted to one another. But I think that's what we ended up getting. Like, I don't... Because I don't think that was, like, a romantic moment or, like, a sexual moment or anything. I think it was just... I think it was both. I think it was... It was for the... It was to appease the shippers. Oh, I don't think so. I think it was literally, like, to be, like, here to... Like, because I think if they were appeasing shippers, then they would have, like, had them get together. And that would have been the happy ending. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas I think it was more... Like, for me, it wasn't like they were feeling romantic feelings to each other or they were sexually attracted to to each other or anything. The way that I saw it was very much like they... It was was just this, like, we're both kind of, like, tipsy and we're a little bit, like... Like, I... So, like, the amount of people that I know who have made out with their 
best friends in a probably way or like doing the thing where you're both uh-huh. like in bed to get like you're both kind of like in bed together and you're like both laying there and then one of you like turns over and you're like Mm-hmm. Are, we spoon- are we spooning? Are we going to spoon? Like, how does this... And oh, like, you're slowly, and you're working out, and it's a bit tentative and weird, and then sometimes it's like, oh, no, we went too... F-. Like, mm-hmm. we, we were spooning, and that was fine, and then we kissed, and I was like, that's weird. That's May- like maybe it's because I'm a fucking prude, and I always, <laughs> and I always hated the idea of um, that being something that was kind of... It was almost expected of you that you were just going to make out with um, the other gay guy at the in the school or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that is even the case in our adult... Um, worlds that we exist in now because I mean delayed adolescence and all that kind of stuff is it's real um, uh, I don't know I, just, I, I, mean, I, I didn't I didn't really get anything from it yeah. I, it, it really annoyed me um, uh, and Tana can do better I just like I think I just like the fact that we without it we wouldn't have had I feel like it was almost that like baiting people who were the sort of like straight shippers who would have been like oh my god they're so cute together they should get together and they like almost they did the thing where they were like are they and then immediately they were like no they mm-hmm. literally could not be more panicked about the fact that they could have happened because mm-hmm. they clearly don't like each other that way they but then he chucks him out of the window he because, but, but I do think it's like that was nice for me because it wasn't like a and we kissed and it's and it's fun and like that's the end and we're mm-hmm. happy again and we're friends again and that's great like they did the bit where he like pushes like the mum comes up the, the stairs and he's and like he oh get in the back. closet <laughs> And, he's, and it was just a completely, like, deadpan delivery of, like, uh-huh. he opens the closet and he's just stood there exactly the same spot as where he was pushed in and was like, thanks for that. And, like, <laughs> goes to, like, jump out the window. Um, yeah, okay, maybe the kiss was worth it just for that. <laughs> just for that joke. I've got bubbling Cinnabons in the microwave and some chocolate milk for you. Super, I'll be right there. Thanks for that. I mean, I suppose that, yeah, it wasn't It wasn't that it, like, had anything pertaining to the plot. Like, it could have been taken out, whatever. And this was just personal preference of whether you were interested. Mm-hmm. Which brings us on to the fourth and final sort of part of the movie. The finale. Which, the finale, which is the prom slash ending. Um, how, did you, how did you feel about the prom finale? Well, well so we, we should probably explain. So there, um, uh, there end up being two rival proms. Um, one for the people who hate the gays and one for the people who love the gays mm-hmm. um, uh, and the, se- the separation between the two is the one that hates the gays will not allow gay people to come to the prom together and get a couple's discount right exactly um, and it seems somewhat confusing because Caprice ends up Caprice and Brent end up being people who are organising the anti-gay prom Um who I... Well, Caprice was my favourite mean girl at mm-hmm. that point. Um, Shalee is off um, having anal sex with somebody because it doesn't count. Um, and then uh, Fawcett and Tanner are the ones that kind of help to organise... With the help of the GSA, obviously, mm-hmm. and Jojo, leave, get out right now. Um, uh, they end up doing, like, the alternate prom. Um, and we see some of the well, most creative homophobic slurs that I've ever seen on posters. I... I agree that I do not understand why Caprice and Brent were planning the homophobic prom. I didn't. I, was, I didn't. I clearly missed that part of the plot. I was hoping that you'd enlighten me, and I just no, missed it. No, I was super confused. Actually, throughout the whole movie, who were our antagonists? Well, I was thought, it just the ether of homophobia in general? Yeah, basically, I think it was like heteronormativity was the real right. villain all along. We are mastered right. it. <laughs> um, but like I genuinely thought so like there's a bit in it where they do what is what I thought was them acting terrible acting but it turns out it was just terrible acting <laughs> where Caprice is like what we'll do 
we'll we'll sneak into the into the fake prom, like into uh-huh, the bad uh-huh. into the bad gay prom yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah. Like they're talking to um the sort of super Christian group, and they're like, we'll sneak in in disguise in in beautiful dresses and a beautiful suit, <laughs> yeah. and then we'll go in and we'll humiliate them. They'll win prom king and queen, and we'll throw. We'll throw glitter over them, which I will get to that. that why that isn't oh, any kind of punishment? It got, it got described as a mix between Stephen King's Carrie and uh, Mariah Carey's glitter. An excellent description. It was a beautiful. One. But how one. bad, like how bad that delivery was, made made me think. Oh, it's really obviously this is what's happening. They're infiltrating that prom, the like the anti-gay prom, in order to get to, like reconnaissance to and to bring it down from right, the inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what they're actually which they actually do. do. Accidentally, accidentally, though. completely accidentally, and then they're kind of annoyed that it gets cancelled. The ho- that whole thing made no sense to me. I was so convinced, but it turned out it was just bad acting on the actors' oh, part, yeah, yeah, and that yeah. was something totally different. And they mm-hmm. were actually going to throw glitter over them, which, mm-hmm. as we will discuss, is not a punishment. Listen up, ladies. Tanner and Foster poaching all the cool kids for their little pansy prom. If we don't act quick, we won't have enough people for a halfway decent hokey pokey. What we need to do is start promoting prom. You feel me? Amazing. Woo! Yeah! Um, but I do want to talk about the fact that, like, with this anti-gay uh, prom, the portrayal, I felt like a real letdown in this was the portrayals of, like, rig- religious bigotry. Because it was, it's like a, it's a comedy. It's a funny film. Mm-hmm. And they were trying to show things that actually, like, should have been dealt with with some level of seriousness. Right. But they were like, no, we're going to include it, but it's going to be funny. So it's like, here's a man who's like a Mormon guy who's like closeted to Who's socially point, repressed. Who's socially like, repressed. Who's I'm pl- going to have to go on my yeah. mission and then come back and have kids. And like with a woman who I'm never going to love with children that I kind of implied I'm not really going to love that much. Uh-huh. Um, and he is just like constantly throwing himself sexually at like every gay man that he finds mm-hmm. with absolutely no kind of, because he basically is like, this is the only time I have to be myself before I go on my mission. And I was like, Oh, but it's at no point is that seen as something that we should maybe like dig into a little bit. No, but then at the end he kind of comes out. Right? Well, he does the joking thing of like, for your abs, I'd come out to anyone. Like it's, it was it for doesn't his actually... face. It was oh, for the British face. It was for um, the British But also face. like the the idea of like you have a your school has a homophobic policy, and no one in the school, even though they have approved a GSA, are willing to change that policy. Right. Yeah. And the fact that there are people protesting outside your prom, saying you're going to burn in hell, mm-hmm. and that was meant to be like a really funny thing. And like for me, they and she because had what they Leviticus, yeah, on her cheeks. cheeks. Like by making the villain over the top and ridiculous, and like it, I think it, it undermined. Do you think it cheapened? The yeah, fact it like that cheapened this undermined. actually really does still. Yeah, and it's like a genuinely very very serious issue. Mm. Um, and that for me was like really like they were in military outfits like there was a scene in which they were like on the floor in like military outfits Mm -hmm. as if they're in the army like praying to God to give them strength to like stop the gays and I was like how is like this is being played as a joke and I'm like this is like it would be if this didn't actually happen Mm -hmm. but it does so I was like that to me was like a really weird like bit that felt disconnected in the ending Mm -hmm. of what otherwise was quite a just like fun Teen. What do you think about the argument that it was an unfair portrayal of a lot of religiosity? Because the only religious people that we actually saw were hardcore Mormons. Yeah. I'm not sure. No, so they were all different denominations of Christianity. So the one, the Ivana Lynch's character uh-huh. was not Mormon because she has this whole thing about like not trusting Mormons. Like right, my, my yeah. preacher told me never to trust Mormons. Um, but we have been joined by our anti-gay rhetoric. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that as well, I suppose. It's like you don't... Um, 
there, there isn't any other portrayal other than like blatant homophobia mm-hmm. or kind of like Schley's um, hypocritical version of religion. Yeah, right. Your your friend Tanner won't tell me anything about the Jays. The, the the who? The the HJs and the BJs, pretty much any of the Jays. But I've got an idea. You are gonna show me how. Oh. And it's not gonna count because you're like soups gamosexual. Oh yeah, right. Shh. I- Just pretend I'm like. Some super hot guy, like David Archuleta. So um, in this, we also have the ending of the storyline of Tanner and the college boy. Oh, yeah, right. I forgot about this. Um, uh, so um, college boy, what was his name? Christian? Who knows? Fake British man. Um, uh, comes to prom with Tanner, even though he was thrown up. I mean, there was there was Tanner's vomits all over his shoes. That was fun. Um, and... They get they like go along and then um, they do a little bit of dancing. Uh, Force is being inappropriate and dancing with the two of them, not allowing them to actually be a couple together. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the British guy takes Tanner aside and goes, "Hey, do you want to get out of here?" And Tanner goes, "I kind of want to dance with my friends." And then the British guy goes, "Okay, bye." And then gets on like grinder. <laughs> yeah, so ba- basically, it's essentially what happens. He's kind of like, "Hey, do you want to get out of here?" And then Tanner's like, "Oh, I don't know. Maybe I want to stay." Whatever. He's not saying like let's not ever go out again or let's have a day. He's just like, oh, maybe let's not go out of here right now. And basically the guy's just like, cool, 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 cool. Um, yeah, it doesn't seem like you're ready yeah. for all this. I really wanted some dick. I wanted so. to fuck you. <laughs> uh, if you don't want to fuck, I'm going to leave. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm, kind mm-hmm. of thing. Which is just, but he says it in such mm, a like, in, gentle in way. In a lovely way. <laughs> Does that make you Because he's like, I d- like, he's like, it's fine if you're not ready for, like, and you think the end of that sentence is going to be like, it's fine if it's you're fine not if ready, you can ready wait. For this jelly. But instead he's like, it's fine if you're not ready. I'm going to go fuck, <laughs> I'm going to fuck the, the Mormon guy now. Like, um, which is hilarious. So is this not the lamest thing ever? I didn't know we were going to be your girlfriend's matching corsages. <laughs> I know, eh? Sorry about that. You want to get out of here? I know a place where we could get to know each other. Yeah. That sounds awesome. I just feel like I should really stay here for Fawcett's sake, you know? Tana. She's like... Tana. Really fragile. Tana. And... Hmm? I get it. You're not there yet. So if you don't mind, I'm... I'm gonna bounce. There's also, like, the... The entire storyline of... Um, that I think is often at the prom is like the carry situation right of like mm-hmm. we're going to cover her in pig's blood <laughs> yeah. or and it's always that character where it's like I've set in motion a series of events that since I set them in motion I can't stop <laughs> them can't, yeah, but I've exactly. learned my lesson in between those points so I'm going to try and like basically like take a bullet for you because you, I realise you don't actually in slow motion. deserve this in slow motion but the thing that you've put into motion is just covering them in glitter <laughs> yes. which is not a bad and it's not even glitter that's hard to get out it's like it's like it was big sequins, chunks kind yeah, of yeah, chunks yeah. of chunks it's of, not the like, kind of stuff that you pick out of your pubes in the next like three weeks no it was it was fine you could have just brushed it off lightly but that was seen as something that was like so awful and humiliating and terrible whereas I feel like if you went to like the unabashedly gay prom and the prom king and queen were covered in glitter you just fucking own it. You'd be like, Tana, no. oh my god, you think it was part of the thing? You'd be like, oh my god, glitter! You'd be like, like balloons drop. Like, no, but amazing. it looks like when the glitter fell down, it looks like confetti that would fall when somebody had just been crowned yeah. from king and queen. 
So I was like, I felt like in the last two, kind of like the two sections, there were a lot of plot points that I was like, what, what? This doesn't make any, like you're really working hard to make me think that this is weird or this is what should be happening. But like no one literally cares about Glitter at all. And then they did the whole like, again, like I think they referenced Mean Girls because they have a whole Lindsay Lohan Mm -hmm. obsession kind of like minor plot point for for Brent where like Brent basically is like, oh my God, he's going to do a Lohan where they think he's going to like snap his crown and like, throw it into the audience yeah, and be like, yeah, are yeah. we all gays today? Like, <laughs> and then the ending is basically like, everything's da- everyone's just dancing together and swapping tiaras as if nothing happened. And it's like, the end. Mm-hmm. Cool. Excellent. Well, that was the um, uh, the plot of the movie. We're now going to go into um, uh, what the world looked like way back when, um, giving it some context. So this came out in 2013, um, which was the same year that le- same-sex marriage was legalised in the UK. Um, uh, apart from in Northern Ireland, we should still say um, Northern Ireland still sucks. Uh, and two years before, all of the states got the privilege um, of having same-sex marriage. Uh, in the US. Um, Katy Perry's Raw was on the radio. Miley Cyrus was doing her like comeback thing and sitting on a wrecking ball all naked and stuff. And Nelson Mandela died. Thanks for that lowdown of 2013. You're welcome. Um, it was also, um, we realised, sort of three years after the uh, sort of gay teen suicide, um, what was referred to then as an epidemic, um, and in 2010 and then the subsequent It Gets Better project that came afterwards mm-hmm. but then also it was three years before the um, Utah suicides which was actually specifically to do with the Mormon community within the Mormon community there's like actually a, um, a documentary coming out this year to do with it oh. um, and so it's right in that middle so it isn't like a post-gay post-homophobia sort of like world mm-hmm. it's, it's very much like smack dab in the middle of like a lot of things changing and happening and um, probably not a lot of stuff being taught in schools, but a lot of stuff happening on the news, was, a lot of people talking about things. It was such a quick shift. And I remember at the time, like, it was... Um, Obama was was the president at the time. Remember the days before Trump, children? Oh. Um, uh, he was... He kept on being asked about um, gay marriage because I think it was starting to go up the court mm-hmm. system in the US. Uh, and he was like, he kept on being very coy about it and saying that he was like evolving on the issue and all mm-hmm. of these kinds of things. And it was the beginning of his second term as well. So it meant that he didn't have to care too much about what like um, homophobes thought he could actually have opinions. Um, uh, it was a really exciting time and we were alive. We was. We was. And we still And are. then, <laughs> congrats to us. But we ended up having this kind of like quite odd... I remember hating this movie when it was first, when it came out in 2013. I remember it being advertised on the tube in London um, uh, with just GBF. And I hated the concept of it because I thought it was going to be about like having a gay best friend and like actually glamorising it yeah not realising oh maybe Jazza it'll be a satire <laughs> maybe a critique um and I did watch it back then and went into it hating it um and coming out hating it uh because I didn't really kind of understand uh like the context that it was being released in mm-hmm. um I think this is uh, very rem- reminiscent of its times do you not agree yeah I think so as well I think it's it's nice to have a a gay movie that isn't sad, uh, yeah. to be honest. Um, and this one was, yeah, it was, it was, it was okay. 
Solid okay. Speaking of okay, let's talk about our rating. We have two rating systems on this on this show that we have come up with come with up our with minds. ourselves. Yeah. Um, the first one is a queer rating, which is basically just um, how much we liked it, and we're going to rate it via how many colours of the rainbow flag does it get for us? <laughs> yeah. Obviously, a maximum of six, a minimum of zero. Obviously, a maximum of six. There mm-hmm. definitely aren't more colours in the rainbow flag. Jazz outing himself as someone who didn't know how many colours in the rainbow flag there I were. I thought it was week. seven. Mm-hmm. I thought there were two shades of blue. Apparently, that's an Inca flag. Um, and then our other part of the rating is the cishet rating, so the cisgender heterosexual rating. Basically, the likelihood of someone who is cisgender and heterosexual watching the whole thing. <laughs> uh, we... So what's your queer rating for this movie? Um, so I gave this rating three out of six colours on the rainbow flag. Which colours were they? The last three. <laughs> the bottom three. <laughs> is that blue, green and purple? Yes. Or oh, right, blue, green and purple? Yes. So I think I would give it... Um, uh, I would give it only two, mm-hmm. and I think I would give it yellow mm-hmm. and orange. Okay, okay. I feel like actually no, I want to change. I feel like yellow and orange makes sense to me. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with purple because it feels like a very strong color scheme mm-hmm. in the film mm-hmm. itself, and I feel like the orange and the Wait, yellow. Am flag. I being too harsh? Right. Do I want to give it only two? I don't know. I just I've seen some real trash movies. It's queer indie cinema is an absolute battlefield of garbage so i'm so i'm just i mean like even alone the fact like the audio quality alone gives it two bars like. uh what is your cishet rating um or as i like to say cishet so my cishet rating um i think that straight people would watch the whole of this my other alternative title for this i've written down is straight girls are the worst and um <laughs> Basically because I believe that they will watch all of it and and potentially with no hint of irony because it's cartoony enough for straight girls to convince themselves that this isn't them. <laughs> and that's how they'll that's how that goes. Oh, that's so they'll be such watching an and they'll be like insight. they'll watch it and they'll be like, These girls are so awful, like how terrible, blah blah blah. And then they'll turn around and be like, I just love gay pride. Like I go every year. Like I really, really love it. It's just so great. I go, like I had a conversation actually with people in my office who were straight and they were all like, we go to Brighton Pride every year. And I'm like, isn't that a ticketed event with a limited amount of tickets? Uh And they're uh like, yeah. And I'm like, oh cool yeah you're definitely the people who should be buying those tickets like sounds great well that's happening this year because well, it's a Britney Spears concert now so my cishet rating I think we should do percentage of how much of a percent that um, uh, people would actually go through I think they'll watch 100% I think I think they'd watch um, uh, about 56% oh okay um, because about 56% through the film there's a gay kiss Oh, okay. And then it gets like there's making out and like uh, penises and things. And so, then I think yeah. so I think of like my straight brother um or my granddad and that's when they'd like oh, switch over to I'm like, doing five. I'm doing the straight girl rating you're doing the straight I'll do boy straight rating. boy. Yeah, no, I'm I'm cool <laughs> with that. I think that's fine. Um we have one final question that we mm-hmm. need to ask each other. Yes. Um Rowan, how would you make this movie gayer? Um Jazza, I don't know if that's possible. Um <laughs> Um, yeah, I feel like it's, it's, it's so intense on every level Uh that it's difficult to make it more intense in Um, any way. I really disagree. I think it needed more gay. 
And I think it needed more um, uh, non-performative gay. Because what we got in this movie was straight people's interpretation of what gay should be. And gay people adhering to those expectations. Yeah, no, what actually, you're been, right. You're what right. would have been great, I would have wanted... More queers in the school. I would have liked it to be like the last episode of Buffy, where all of like the future possible slayers kind of descend on on <laughs> Buffy's hometown. And so like Tanner comes out, and then all of a sudden like um, all of the other gays start coming out, and it turns out like oh, it's a majority queer school. I hope that exists somewhere. Maybe it does. And then they all figure out that they have like superpowers. And they wear spandex and they all have abs in the hot. Oh, and the whole comic book thing makes sense because he's... And then it becomes Scott Pilgrim. Oh, here we go. Here we go. There, see, I fixed the movie. There we go. Genius. I mean, I I will say that, like, the conceit is very drawn out over the entire run. Uh uh I do think that, like, it wouldn't have been quite enough time or felt genuine enough for him to then discover, like, his true style and who he truly is afterwards. Mm -hmm. But if they kept the GBF thing as just a first act, like beginning section and then he very quickly is like no actually and it became a journey of him discovering like if I'm at like basically that journey of after you come out the thing where like you get the gayest haircut in the world or like you uh-huh, act uh-huh. the says, way you think it should be acting with blue hair. and then it's uh, <laughs> and then it's like well I know because I know a lot of girls who, who after they come out um, as when they come out and suddenly there isn't just this community waiting for them that they can go to because it's like there are no venues and there's what well, especially yeah, if you come yeah, out as a teenager yeah. they will do stuff like change their haircut to like a haircut that they don't necessarily like as much as they might like mm-hmm. other haircuts but it like identifies them as being more queer yeah or like the way they dress or the kind of stuff they listen to or watch and i think that it would have been interesting as a movie to see like him go past in the first act his gay best friend persona of like the bow ties and the whatever that he's never dressed like before mm-hmm. and actually have a discussion of like is this actually me? Is this is this right. me able to be who maybe, I am? I'm out, maybe that's and this what was going to be. Or maybe that's what was going to be um, explored in the in the much anticipated sequel, um, uh, Tanner: The College Years. <laughs> and then Tanner, the and then Tanner gets married. They would. Why is there no franchise here? Well, clearly, not enough pe- not enough straight people watched the hundred percent of the film. <laughs> Too many fifty six percenters. Thank you very much for listening to our first attempt at a podcast. Um, the uh, clear thing is that um, it's only get gonna get better. Um, so follow us on Twitter. <laughs> what, what happened? <laughs> um, um, so follow us on Twitter. Um, find us on Facebook uh, so that you can help us decide next month's movie. We'll be putting up a poll there um, uh, for the Oscars in March. Uh, yeah, exciting. a short list for that. Brokeback Mountain, Moonlight, Monster, and Dallas Buyers Club. Yet again, we both have a very strong feeling about which one you should vote for, and we'll be very disappointed in you if you do not pick the one we want. <laughs> Dallas Buyers Club? <laughs> Get out. <laughs> uh, please subscribe to iTunes um, uh, uh, or on your podcast catcher and give us um, some ratings, give us reviews because it's really important that new podcasts get all of those really early. It makes us shoot up the rankings and it makes us do really well and we really appreciate it. We'd like it a lot. Um, thank you very much. Uh, um, uh, we're going to now leave. Get out. Right, right now, now it's the, the end, end of, of you, you and me. me. I can't wait, remember, for you to be gone. 
Cause I know Abraham Lincoln are, are not entirely substantiated. <laughs>